What's up, y'all? Welcome Watch. back. Welcome World Watch back. Podcast. Y'all doing? Chilling, man. Took a small break, right? Mm. Not really, but no. you know, we here. <laughs> no. Some people were asking, like, hey, y'all gonna record? Yeah, yeah. we're gonna record. Cannot no. give y'all this this work. Life you know? Happens. Life happens and all yeah. that. Yeah. Shout out to everyone that like hits us, reshares, reposts, comments on YouTube. Yeah. Like, y'all understand that really means a lot for me personally. No, it means a lot, it period. Means a lot for us, yeah. yeah. It really shows that that you're engaging. Engagement is important. Yeah. Um, well, I'm Chad, one of the co-hosts. You can follow me on IG at Chad Bennett. I'm Chris at Tron Rides on IG. What's up? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. Now nah, you, but you know what it is? Black white cycling on, on IG. It's Yo, <laughs> um, make sure to follow us on all of the platforms: SoundCloud, iTunes. YouTube. If you just search Black Watts, please subscribe. That's super important. We're still trying to hit how many subscribers on YouTube? A trillion billion. <laughs> a trillion. Yeah. Billion. But a until we now. we give up that hammerhead, yeah, a thousand, a thousand. Yeah, let's get to a thousand. A thousand. We're trying to hit a thousand subscribers. Please subscribe, comment, like. Um, yeah, man, we love y'all. I've seen a couple of people said that I, I don't. Really, um, I watch my podcast. I, I listen when I'm on a drive or whatever. So, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast has it as well. So you just want to, I mean, just the audio is your thing. Yeah, that you can log on and uh, subscribe there as well. Please do. Yeah, but if you want to check out the sexiness right here, <laughs> please go to YouTube, um, and and comment and like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Chad feels like somebody loves his Clark Atlanta. What do they call the Hawks? Don't don't be disrespectful. <laughs> wow, yo, don't get seen a mascot in anything. Yeah, what do they call them? The hawks, don't the pigeons. It, you know, <laughs> y'all thought I was going like leave this season without without repping the squad. Clark Atlanta pigeons. Yeah, come on, man. We the we the best. We the greatest. You know, you Listen, rep I rep Spelman all day, every day. I had my wife went there, two of my daughters go there, so it's cool there. It's cool. It's cool. high. It's high. I went there for Chick Fil A. Chick-fil-A. On Fridays, you know. But, you know, otherwise, you know, it's a cool little school. Shout but out to all of our HBCUs. Yeah, folks. shout out to all the HBCUs. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Um, keep supporting your, your HBCUs. Buy some paraphernalia and uh, be proud. Yeah. yeah. You know? Definitely. Definitely. Um, Make sure you oh. spend some money. Keep giving. <laughs> Give regularly. Even if it's 25 bucks, it doesn't matter. Just Yo. Just you know giving. what's interesting about giving back? I don't want to like go too far in this, but I thought about this. The the best way to give back is if your children go to the school. Oh yeah. Yeah. Paying, paying tuition. tuition. <laughs> yeah. Bread. Yeah. That's the best way to give back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but eventually your children graduate. Alumni though, because eventually you always have more alumni than you would students. But your children should be yeah. Then sending their kids to HBCUs, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. that's how they give back. Yeah. Mm. Legacies. Mm. It's, it's important. Bars. <laughs> that's bars. I love it. Nah, but um, a lot of interesting things to talk about today. It is. It is. You know, one of the things I want us to touch on, because um, we, we've skirted on it a lot around mental health and what it is, how it impacts us, 
how it shows up, how it presents, how it just permeates through all aspects of our lives. Because I feel like five years ago, nobody was talking about mental health in the same way that we're talking about it now. Not openly. Not openly, right? Um, some people just may say, I'm stressed. But like more and more, um, there's an acknowledgement that you can be emotionally hurt or injured in the same way that you can be physically and it can have a direct impact on what happens and how you interact with other people around you yeah mm-hmm. i think there's uh as of late like you said not recently, i think there's more language around it um and so <laughs> if you, before if you was like yeah i just feel stressed out maybe i'm just tired mm-hmm. maybe but it could be deeper than that but like nowadays is a lexicon that's used is it's a lot deeper so Ability for people to express themselves and really try to get to the heart of what's wrong, like that, that shows up a lot more. It's important, but I don't know. I still think there's a lot lost. Yeah, left to be discovered and all that. Yeah, yeah. there's definitely a lot more solutions um, for for you to to look at, right? Like when we were when we were going through high school, like bullying was a real thing. And there were no like solutions for how to manage or handle bullying, except no. fighting. Yeah, that's except, except fighting. physically like, fighting. Yeah, buckle up and you get it done. I'm saying three o'clock, shoot me the fade. Right. <laughs> exactly, you get it done. I thought that was it. Get it done. You know, but now there are resources out there for tackling a lot of the challenges that we're experiencing every day, whether it's at home, at work, with our within ourselves. Um, there's professional, a lot more ways of seeking professional help, whether it's uh, at a cost through a provider or free resources for those that um, can't afford professional help. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we always talk to our friends and our family members or people that we feel like we can be vulnerable around. And that is definitely one method. But when you reach out to professionals, you get a lot of, you know, they help you with understanding yourself the things that you're going through and how you've been interacting with the, the people around you, you know, like whether that's at work or at home, or as well as, you know, at least I find that understanding what traumas you've brought with you along the way that you've been carrying from, from, from your youth and how it's impacting you as an adult, however those traumas came about. But it's something that's really, really helpful, particularly when you start getting in relationships with other people, right? Like whether it's a partner, spouse, friends, you know, like all these interconnections, it's very important to understand yourself. What when um like if you go to you can just go to the gym, throw some plates up, it is what it is. You can get on a serious training regimen as well, especially in cycling. Like you know that's what we're doing right now. So it's prescribed so you can go through it. You can see the wins, the losses, all of that. But like, how do we? Like, what is mental health in that aspect? Like, how does it measure up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, where it's not visible. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So if you if you go to the gym, if you have a goal, like, hey, I, I need to lose weight. Maybe I don't. I just hop on a treadmill, or maybe I run, jog, whatever. There's a, a problem that you recognize, or at least you you know you perceive it as a problem. Then there's a solution that that's not old, but it's just been there. The gym has been there, so something right. that's that's available. So how do Regards to mental health, what does that look like? What does that snapshot look like? Do you see where the problem is? Like, oh, I need to do X, Y, Z. How do we know? See, that's the thing, right? You, when you were talking earlier, you mentioned 
lexicon has changed. Like just even having words to describe what you're going through and not feeling like, for example, right? Like, like you were saying, let's say if I said, you know what? I want to eat better. My blood pressure is high. I don't want to take blood pressure medication. I need to eat better. Right? Like there's already a ton of resources that are in our community that we talk about. Grandma, uncle, somebody done had depression. Like, you know what I mean? Like, somebody had pressure, right? So, we, we, we're we already accustomed to it a little bit, but nobody, at least in my upbringing, I'm not sure about your backgrounds, could talk through or even had language around, like, yo, I'm just not feeling like, you know, I'm not feeling like myself. I, I'm, I'm doubting bro. myself. Get your you ass know? up and go to school. Right, right, just get up and go. Right? Yeah. The trauma showed up differently for people and how they coped with it. Yeah. You know, like we just, un- like we all had that that drunk uncle or aunt. Where? Or the one that just like put back cigarettes one after another and that was their way of coping, you know? So we all saw it, didn't understand where it came from. We just accepted it. Yeah. Not understanding that there was something much deeper. Or we may have had a, a relative that was you know, dealing with something traumatic, whether it was war or uh, violence, um, any one of those things and how they cope with it. Just, you just said, don't fool with them at the barbecue. And then you just left it at that. Yes. Yeah. Don't mess with him. You say the wrong thing. I mean, and I feel like in my family and in parts of the black community in particular, there is this, you gotta be strong for people. Right, like you're, you're sometimes, if if you are the child, and this is, I'm not saying this is right, but sometimes if you're the child that has an opportunity to either through your direct talents and or talents and hard work to to change the direction or at least take your family in a different direction to take your family in a place that it has never been, there's a tremendous amount of stress and pressure that comes along with that. Like we always yeah. talk about it in terms of athletes, but they're everyday kids who deal with that, not to mention the children who, you know, with gender identity or just like, even if there isn't a gender identity thought, it's more so of like, I'm, I physically look different than my friend. You know, like I remember when somebody got a mustache, I didn't have a mustache. Like, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) still don't have a mustache, you know what I mean? But, but it was, it was weird because I was in my, I have a therapist that I work with, and it was so weird because it was stressing me out, bro. That you it didn't was, have a mustache. That I did not have a mustache. <laughs> I'm the not whole laughing crew. at you. No, no, no. <laughs> and it's funny because I can talk about it. I've worked through it, but I'm just saying, like, how, but what it did was me not having a mustache made me feel like I didn't fit in, that I wasn't attractive, right? That, uh, uh, you know, my friends' voices were deeper. Oh, it's because they got a mustache. I don't have a mustache. Like, you know, like it's like all these weird things, right? And I'm using my myself as an example, and we're joking about it, but there are other similar things that we go through as young people that we carry forward into our adulthood. You know, we never, ever deal with that. Yeah. I, I, used, I used to. Then at some point I, I, I remember like, yo, you remember how that 
that shit used to be, bro? Yes. Like, it used to be wow. No one can tell you otherwise. Like your parents looking at you like, yo, get off that bullshit. But whatever you were going through it was real. It was like, and it felt like everything. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was still, it was real. Like you couldn't, I can't tell you, no one could tell you different. It's your life, it's what you're going through. So like watching them come up, I'm looking at their problems. They appear to be smaller. I mean, I'm an adult. I, I got, you know what I mean? Different type of pressures, work, kids, all that. So their, their problems appear to be smaller. But then I'm like, nah, that's, that's real life. So, you know, when depression shows up or uh, anxiety shows up or, like, not panic attacks, but, like, you know, being in social settings, they get a little yeah. strange. Like, yeah, I, I had to remember that. And then I could sit back and talk to them or try to talk through that. With them, and I just realized like this, this era that they're going through is way different. It is socially like this is a different animal. So like, you got to be careful. Like, I, we were going down that path, but I could have dealt with it. I've never in my adult life sat down and dealt with it. I've seen the effects of like how it helps kids out for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, my my uh, my brother, he's called a a care counselor in the high school in Orlando and basically that is what his job is. Kids come to him as a safe a safe haven for whatever's going on in their life whether it be at home, at school, uh outside of both of those two places. They come to him it's like Mr. Bennett, I need clothes. I hmm. I I didn't sleep at home last night. Um this kid is bothering him, bothering me in school. I don't want to talk to anyone else but you about it. That is his job. Yeah. That did not exist for me in high school. We had a counselor. That counselor didn't give a shit where he went to school. Didn't care about your grades. It was like, here are your grades. Right. <laughs> you don't pass. <laughs> you don't go to college. Right. Next. Right. And that was it. That was it. But now schools, I don't know if every school has someone like my brother, but to know that he exists in that environment is telling me that, okay, things are shifting because all we had was a counselor and a security guard, (laughs) vice principal and and principal (laughs) and teachers and teachers. That was it. And the janitorial staff. staff. (laughs) Yo, like, I mean, my daughter's, They've each gone to a therapist at different points in their in their in their lives so far. You know, mm-hmm. it is it was something that we 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 we, enter, we engage the therapist almost like you know you go to a checkup when you when you have a cough in the same way, right? Like we were interacting with our girls, we were having conversations, and we felt like there was a barrier where they felt like they couldn't communicate or they didn't have they could they didn't have the words, right? Like so. We were trying to help them with it, but we thought that maybe a third party can help them. And it was something that they'll do for a month, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever the period of time that they needed to be able to get tools to help them through that particular situation. And um, it has been great. It has been absolutely phenomenal. So like you're saying, what your brother does for children in school my girls, they have that at their school, but then we've done a little bit more, which is outside of school, to help them with that. And I find that, I mean, maybe I'm partial to all to, to girls. I'm a girl, we're all girl dads, right? Like, yeah. so 
and and we're, we're black girl dads and, and my girls are in predominantly white spaces most of the time uh, in their academic setting right so body image um, if you like somebody guy guy or girl doesn't matter but if you like somebody do they not like you like just, that's just weird in general mm-hmm. but then it gets really weird when you feel like nobody's liking me because I'm black you know, everybody likes all my friends. You know, your friends are your friends. Everybody's cool, but you're the only black friend. You know, like something, something like that is, it's tough. It's a weird place to be. It's a very weird place to be. Yeah, I always in my mind feel like, like, like school will be school, no matter if you go to a predominantly white school or a predominantly black school or a mixed school. You will always feel those feels. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Arming your children with how to tackle those things is really where it comes into play. Because we, we all dealt with those things. Even if you went to a black school, you want to know if Keisha like you or not. Yeah, word. You word. know? Yes. <laughs> you know? Or, or Marlon likes you. Or, or you looking at the star football player and he's cut up and you <laughs> scrawny as shit. Like, right. That's my story. But, right. You know, like, but it, we all deal with, uh, like, like, body you know, body challenges and mental challenges. And it's all about building up your confidence and, and loving yourself. So I think at the foundation for us in our household, we're we're teaching our daughter about like just having self-confidence and loving who you are in the space that you're in and accepting everyone for who they are. That's, that's sort of where we are in our, our process. In the past, like, uh, I think there was a lot of, uh, maybe not stigmatism, but we tried to, it wasn't really a place for us to be like, yo, bro, I'm hurt. You know what I mean? You might not have been able to do that in the the past, so I don't know if it's necessarily a stereotype that we put on each other or whatever, but that that vulnerability piece wasn't prevalent at the time. So for a person that came up in that world, now you got kids, like, yo, I got to make sure they're good. Mm But I don't want to give them the bullshit I had. Yes. You know what I mean? So now you got to go get some new tools in your box real quick. Because a lot of the things that we went through was, I hate that word, but it, a lot of this shit was toxic. Like, yes, <laughs> it was, was absolutely. Like, Bro, like, I had family members who, what you mean? You get it done. Yeah, period. <laughs> you get it, you carry it. Like, this is your responsibility. Like, even using words like, it's my responsibility. Right? Like, Fourteen. Kid, how how could <laughs> how could it be your responsibility? I'm trying to take it out the trash. Right. You know what I mean? like, right. <laughs> right. Like a age appropriate, you know, maturity level of appropriate level of responsibility is one thing, but to be spoken to as a child, like you're an adult, is something different. Yeah. To to, and 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 I get it, right? Because in a lot of our communities, we 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 come from low socioeconomic backgrounds. Yeah. Right. The income Mm -hmm. isn't there. Right. And it's been passed on from generation to generation. And God forbid if there was some substance abuse or alcohol abuse in there, it just makes the the water really muddy. It makes it challenging. It's tough because as a black community, we've gone through so much and we've we've had to endure so much Mm -hmm. that. We had to have tough skin, and there was no time to kind of like falter. Yeah, 
you know so i think this is like it's it's uh it's generational where you know like we were tough we were taught to be tough and just get through it because quite frankly we've always gotten through it and came out yeah. on the other end of it and so a lot of the issues that we deal with in the community we always feel like we're just going to come out on the other end of it without dealing with the residuals of it and so it's this really thin line because you know you want to teach your your children and, and the people around you what it is to be tough because not every situation will will warrant the reaction that they're giving you you know so it's like what you may deem as serious for you may i may not deem as being that serious yes and so i'm i'm reflecting on saying chris it's not that serious and you're like no chad it is that serious and so that's where it's like it's a that's why i say it's a thin line because you know i it's it's like having empathy but i want to be able to help you understand why it's not that serious yeah you know like walking with you to say chris it'll be okay here's why it's not that serious but if it is talk to me so we could find this common ground where you're comfortable enough to say you know what you're right it is it isn't that serious or you say no child i'm still feeling some way it is that serious but the like being vulnerable and having the continuous conversations is sort of how we get to a place where we can all exist yeah i mean unpacking bro like some people got a closet some people got a whole house they gotta unpack bro and it's yeah, bro. Some people have been in therapy for like years. Yeah. Like years, years. And they should continue to go because it's just like, like, so I, I've, I've been working with a therapist now for since about 2019 or so. Every week we meet Dr. Jackson. Shout out to Dr. Jackson. Um, but I remember, bro, for the first maybe 14, 15 months, I was just downloading. I feel like, da, 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 like every session, bro. Once a week, da, 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 da. Bro, that's like 75 sessions. <laughs> and then, you know, she'll sprinkle a little something else in. And then she'll be like, are you done downloading? Okay. All right. That's good. And then we got 15 minutes left to talk about something else. Right? Because it's just like there's so much. Your doctor got to go to the therapist. Like, you know, I got these clients. <laughs> there's this Chris guy. Right. Word, word. This is why I'm here. <laughs> but it's just, it's just so much. Like, we talked about, like, like she, she, used, she used the analogy of, if you have a, a suitcase and there is a lot of stuff in it, how can you make room for other things that you know are healthy for you, but the stuff that's there is not? You got to get the stuff there out. You got to you gotta get the stuff there out. You've been overpacking for years, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, I mean, it's, it's everything, right? It's from, you know, like compensation to professional career choices and options to friends and friendships to marriage to you know my own personal health and what i want to do with myself right to, to my family right my mom my grandma my sisters my brother like it's it's a lot of touch points in that web and it's tough bro like when you're unpacking you just be like i just feel exhausted you don't you don't feel that the, so all right so everybody i know everyone's trauma stems from their childhood obviously mm -hmm. like that's where all the crazy shit happens and then just bad decisions or good decisions happen because of it and so forth and so on so even if something's wrong now you could really draw it back at some point in your childhood 
you don't think that at a certain age, like if you repress something, maybe you should just stay there? Well, like I used to think that until I was not repressing it. But I'll tell you, you know what it feels like? Let me tell you what it feels like, bro. You unpack and somebody starts telling you something. It's like you got this nice bowl of marbles that are all organized in the way that you've been organizing. Yeah. And then somebody's like, fuck your marbles. <laughs> and they just spread all out over the I table. I mean. like, and you're just yeah. like, my marbles. <laughs> you don't think at some point it's like, all right, it's probably safer. Let's just keep this bowl of marbles. Let's just leave that on. Yeah. It's going to get nuts. I mean, at this point, I've already been unpacked. So it's like my marbles are already out. So I've already started regrouping again. <laughs> so That's but, a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. But it's, it's hard, bro, because... I'll tell you why it was difficult for me at first and I wanted to quit several times and just stop is because I felt like there was a timeline. Like I need to be done with this part. We still on it. And we still, why are we still on it? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like how can I move on to the other thing? And she's like, we can juggle lots of things, but we're not done with this though. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so we, you know, we can turn the page to something else. We're gonna still go back to that page eventually. And I, and then my question was always, well, when are we gonna get me done with this page? Like I'm tired of this page. And then eventually, bro, it's so weird because you got to a point where you're like, damn, I'm done with that page. Because it's just it just clicks everything for me at least. I tell her that I have these 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 aha moments where I'm just like, yo, I understand you now. I understand what we've been working on for the last number of weeks. And I just get it. It's just, and now it's a fabric and it's a part of me now. So that I don't, per- yeah, that period of your life doesn't go away. You just know how to manage that period of your mm-hmm. life. And I understand what it means and I understand how it impacts me today. Right. And I've taken lessons away from how it went into other things. Mm-hmm. Right. And how those other, like you said, right? Like that's, you start making decisions and choices. Yeah, that's the part that's to me is like how make these things. You can, even if you look back at your life, you're like, yeah, I, I recognize that that was a problem. But I don't think on your own are you able to recognize it was a problem. But because of that, you came to a fork in the road. You made the left. You should have went right. Mm-hmm. You went left and then you went another right. But there was the issue. And so it, it's piled on top of each other and over and over and over again. So you get to a certain point, you may discover a new problem it's not new bro that's yeah. old like and that's what i mean like that i the idea of that cascade that's a, that's a little daunting to me at least that's, it is yeah. I, I mean i'm on the other side of a lot of stuff but you know what it was for me you talking about you get to that that fork in the road or however many directions you i didn't even see the other ones all i saw was the the one that was to the left i didn't know that i could have gone straight i could have gone on a 30 degree angle I could have yeah. like i didn't even realize it because i was just so wired in a way that when i get here i gotta make this turn yeah yeah the beauty in all of this is the lessons that you learn from your therapist you can pass down to your children like yes. those are gems yes you know like so you're already breaking generational curses by seeing a therapist um it's no different than like passing down grandma's favorite mac and cheese mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying no you're absolutely right <laughs> Yeah, that right. beautiful recipe that you just eat at every Thanksgiving, but now you're you're passing on uh like strategies on how to cope for different things and see things differently in life that you can now share with your daughters that will help them. And it's hard because it hurts sometimes. Like you know what I mean? Like you know things that really hurt you when you're and you're like, I don't wanna open this because it's going to show my vulnerability and I'm going to be, you say the wrong thing and I'm mad. Right. And everybody's like, why are you so mad? 
Well, you're a human. You still right. have buttons. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And there, there's still things that are triggering for you. Those things don't go away. You know what I'm saying? You just, you figured out how to manage what, like your, your emotional state when those things are triggered. Bro, you understand one of the hardest things I had to work through was being able to say I'm angry. Because I had this whole, you know, the angry black man is a stereotype and the whole thing. And I remember, I was like, Do, does it, is it really anger? I remember when we were in the session, right? Like all these sessions. I'm like, but is it really anger though? Isn't it something? She's like, but you have no problem with saying joy. Why do you have a problem with saying angry? It's just another emotion. <laughs> Happiness, yeah. fear. You have no problem with those, but this one, why is that, right? So once I got through that, I was able to say to my wife, like, hey, I've been angry for a number of years. And she's like, huh? Well, what? I was like, some stuff you, but most of the stuff had nothing to do with you, right? And I have no problem with, with saying that. And then, you know, then I went on an apology tour, right? Like, and it was not to hurt somebody else, but it was like, yo, remember when we were talking about such and such and such, and I responded in this way? I couldn't receive what you were saying because I was angry about something else that I couldn't bring up to you to talk about. So I apologize that I couldn't be there for you because I was dealing with the things that I had to deal with. But that's how I had to work through it, right? Now, how, did, how, did, how did that go for you? Like, how did you, when you did all of that, like, whether it was constructive, like, when you told people, like, hey, probably did you wrong. Yeah, yeah. It, it strengthened those relationships. It strengthened those relationships, right? Because it became a thing of, first it was, what you apologizing for, bro? Like, this, yeah. and I was like, no, but I, weird, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, no, mm -hmm. I need you to understand that how I responded to you was not the person that I am and that I want to be. Were and you responding for you or were you responding for them? Both, but more so me, right? Because I, I felt like I had to come to terms with and acknowledge that there are moments when I'm, I'm not the version of myself that I want to be, that I aspire to be. Right. And me understanding that has changed a lot of stuff. Like, bro, like with my wife, for example, I love you. But when she's like in her thing and I'm like, is this about me? Or is this or is she angry at somebody or something? And it's just coming on me. You're getting the downloads. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm right. So I for at first I'd be like, you know, why? you know, blah, 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 blah. And now we. Blah, 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 blah. But now I'm like, wait. Not, is there something okay this, is, this isn't about me and I'll be able to say okay tell me more like what, what are you angry tell me what you're angry about and it's like bah, da, da, da. but it's fine because it, it it's I'm being supportive of her right like that was so that was so hard bro <laughs> that was so hard I mean y'all got wives you ain't gotta speak about your wives I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it <laughs> I'm gonna let you stay right there but, but you know how sometimes bro like your wife has a, or your partner for those of you that don't have wives has a, is a special way that they can just get up under your skin in a, in a way about something and for me it was like about things that didn't make logical sense to me so it was important for me to understand for example, that it's important that my wife feels seen. Like just that notion, it took me a while to understand what that meant for her, but not for me. Like seen by you? Just seen in general. Like, so for example, like emotionally seen. Like sometimes 
she may respond to something in a certain way or she may ask a question about something that has an obvious answer and it's not really she's not asking about the thing she doesn't have the vocabulary to say that i don't feel seen by you right now so i started picking up on her cues of what that what that is that's a different language right it's a totally different thing and the only way i was able to get there was because of all the work that I did with my therapist individually. And then we, we had couples therapy and stuff, but really it was, I'll come out of couples therapy and be like, man, all we was talking about was her, this and her, that. I ain't even have a chance to get off. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, that's real, bro. Uh, and and my therapist would be like, okay, so why did you feel like you needed to get off? Like, why did you feel like it was important for you to say your part, right? Like, why did you feel like it was you know, that you guys were adversarial yeah. as opposed to working together. So then I had to take my marbles, roll them bitches on the table. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Bro, it's hard, bro. But then after a while, I just learned to play jacks. Like, okay, pick up onesies now. We're doing onesies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, I'll do twosies tomorrow. I can't do twosies today. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, like parenthood, like marriage, obviously things lend to all of these types of, I mean, like, I don't know about destroying your mental health, obviously, but you, you got to work out. Like, you go to yes. the gym, you're working out. Like, these things cause you to work out as far as mental health, but, I mean, we talk about it in regards to cycling um, and the, the community at large versus the, just the sport, like how we, you know what I mean, entered ourselves into the sport. So, um, some things were a little different. We had to, I mean, traverse some, mm-hmm. some, some things mm-hmm. to be like, trying to enter the sport like it's, it might be a little different um, that's like a microcosm so just being black man woman child whatever in this country versus mm-hmm. you know what I mean the things that you go through yeah we talk about trauma as a kid but <laughs> I mean tr- trauma could happen just from you know I mean just from being you just a black person here in this country dealing with the things that you deal with so yes I mean that, that's something that we have to cope with I don't know if those are marbles that need to be spilled out but that's what? Cope with yeah. all the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And and it's hard to have it's it's hard to have a national conversation. It's easier to have pockets of community conversations and hopefully it'll spread out, you know. But you know, when you just think about now your inner at least that's what this is how I view it. When, when I think about my interactions with other friends that I have, acquaintances people that I ride bikes with, play basketball with, socialize with, whatever. It's weird because don't you know how sometimes when somebody need to get something off their chest, but they don't really, you know, all they need to be asked is, you, you, you all right? <laughs> what's on your mind? I mean, it's like, you like you got something on your mind, <laughs> right? And you never know what's going to come out, right? Sometimes some people need to be like, you sure you don't have nothing? Because you seem you're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Y'all know it don't take much for me. Right. But y'all, but, but y'all know what I'm saying, though, right? But y'all know what I'm saying, right? You like, good? Hell no, I'm not good. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you, Chad, like, just being able to articulate that you're not good is huge. It's huge. How many people can't? How many people just be like, nah, I'm good? Right? Because that saying that I'm good is like, I, I take it to mean I can't be vulnerable right now. Like, I got to protect myself. 
I got to protect myself. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't look at, for me personally, I don't look at it that way as a way of protection. I look at it as a way as, uh, I look at it as a way of saying, I don't give a shit about you. You ask me how I feel, I'm telling you. So I'm about to get this off my chest so I can move on. Mm-hmm. You're releasing it. Yeah. Even if, even if yeah. it's the person asking. Yeah, I'm moving. Like, I don't, I don't deserve to have this weight on me. I'm going to throw it up at you. And I'm going to move on. Is that the best way of handling it? Maybe not for every situation, <laughs> but you asked, <laughs> yo. So you go get it. Yeah, you. In my mind, yo, you asked, which means you're prepared for the answer. If yes. you wasn't prepared for the answer, then you should have never asked. Right. That is how I, how I internalize when people say, "Chad, are you good?" I'm gonna give you the answer. And, and it, you know, you were talking about generational, like trauma. If you think about corporate settings like where we go to work i mean we spend how much of our time every day at work sure at least a third at yeah, least a third maybe more right? than that maybe more right yeah whether it's if you start adding in commuting and all that it ends up and then when you actually get home and all like when you can like i'm shutting off work it's probably half of our time in a day is on work and not on our family and other things that are important to us some of those environments are so toxic bro mm-hmm. and it's the, it's a perpetual toxicity that impacts us all right because <sighs> there's this archaic belief about what is required to get the best out of a team is there an archaic belief about what's required to get the best out of myself like i gotta hold chad down so that i can rise up you understand? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do all these little things to make Chad's life hard or my life, which I feel makes my life better, but really, it's just bad. Bro, it's so much of this stuff can be eliminated with good, proper leadership, like new age leadership. Yes. Talk about it. That shit right there, like that. I don't even know if I know people understanding. Like, I mean, they get a little upset, come home, they might talk to the wife, but do you understand it? That's that's some bullshit, bro. Bro. Like you've been doing, going through that for like the last 10, 15, perhaps twenty years. If you're close to retirement or whatever, you've been going through that. You don't think that's traumatic for you, son? Like, you think that's regular? That's not a normal stress. Like, yeah, man, going through some shit. But we've normalized it. You see what I'm saying? Like. How often do the three of us talk about like just work bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And I try, it happens I try everywhere. not to. But it happens yeah. everywhere. And there are people that carry that, bro. Yeah. Man, in my in my line of profession, I kind of see it all. You know, like I see people in really vulnerable states, whether they've been out of work for some time or they're getting let go. Like I've I've seen people in vulnerable states and or the, the one that hurts me the most is seeing someone go through a toxic relationship with their manager. Like that is the one that leaves the the ugliest stain of them all, you know, because you are trapped in a place where you feel you can't go anywhere, you know, because you have this, man- this, this manager that might be attacking you. You're starting to question your abilities as a, as an employee. And then you're like, Am I going to lose my job? I got family to support, you know, like 
I'm, I'm starting to apply for jobs. No one's getting back to me. You know, like, I don't know what to do. And so like all of these emotions are starting to pour, pour, pour over you and you just crumble. I see people crumble and it's just a, it's a really fucked up spot to see people in. Cause I've been in it multiple times and it is, I don't wish that on anybody. You know what I'm saying? And so like, uh, shout out to career coaches and therapists that work, work, work with you on just how to manage people within the workplace. Like they are a godsend. You know, what's so crazy about that? Like interesting. And I'm sorry for the use of the word crazy. But what's so interesting about that is remember when I was saying like, I didn't even know that there were other doors or other ways that Absolutely. I can go yeah. other paths. Like if you think about it, that level of toxicity hits at your core where it makes you doubt your ability, it makes you doubt your skills, like the things that you've been working on in your professional life to develop, irrespective of where you are in the spectrum of development, right? Whereas you can be like, you know what? This ain't working. You know what? Maybe I, maybe I should be someplace else. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe I should be at another company in another environment, another team within the same company, if that's possible. Yeah. Right. But sometimes it's not possible, right? Because the entire corporate structure hierarchy or, you know, is just like toxic. So you just move into another place where you're going to be made feel the same way. But it's so interesting because I have a, uh, I teach and my TA and I were talking about her career search and her current job. And she was expressing what you're expressing, right? Like, I just, like my manager, I just feel like I can't get ahead. And she, she's younger. She's like 28, 30, mm-hmm. something like that. Like four or five years of like real work experience, right? And she's just like, I just feel, I was like, well, have you thought about just a, looking for a job someplace else? And she was like, yeah, but I feel like I'll be giving up, right? Like, so as we were talking through it, I'm like, giving up on what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that feeling is real because it's like, Liking it to like a treasure chest, you've been at this spot the whole time, yeah. just digging shit. Oh, I found these coins. You throw yes. that in the box, whatever. Now to leave, you can't take that with you. You can't take what you've given them. Yes, you could take your experience and yes, what you've gained for yourself in the world, but what you've provided to the corporation, company, job, staff, whatever program that you're in, that's sitting right there. And I, I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. That's crazy right there mm-hmm. <laughs> to try to Yo, walk away man. from that. Huh? This is gonna sound wild, but I always tell people, don't stay too long. Don't yeah, don't like, wear out like your two welcome. to three and dip, right? Four or five max. Yeah. Get up out of there for several reasons. You know what I'm saying? Just because like I've seen it all. I've seen people stay for 15, 20 years, get laid off, and I've I've literally seen people crying walking out of a door. I've seen it all, man. I've seen people cry in conference rooms, see people come crying out of bathrooms crying getting in the car, crying before they go to work, you know, yelling at their manager through windows. Bro, I've, I've literally seen it all. And it just, it just fucks with you. And it makes you question the loyalty that we have given these places. And it's just not given back to us. You know, the moment you want to grow, it's an issue. You know, the moment you're looking for additional educational resources, it's an issue. The moment you've been in the same salary scale, for two, three years, and you want to raise, it's an issue. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you have to do what's best for you <laughs> in those situations. That's what I always tell people. Um, so, when it's t- you should always be looking. I don't want to make this a, a no, career, you're right. a career you're right. coaching moment. Let it go, bro. <laughs> 
But you should always be looking. Your resume should always be updated. You should constantly update your resume. You should always be having conversations and networking. Just understanding what's happening in the industry. And all and continue to sharpen your your, your sword. Yeah. You know? Well, you're giving tools. Right? We just said that if you spend a third to or more of your time in one place, you're you're basically laying out, hey, these are some tools now that you should really try to start implementing. Right. If you don't have your resume, if you ain't updated your resume, let's go ahead. Let's you know, let's get that done in the next thirty days. You can afford to get a career coach. Right. Yeah, that that's the part to me, uh, as of late last five, six years that's just been super important. You ever um you ever see the show Billions? Yes. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Shorty's uh-huh. character, she was the like yeah. volunteers of purpose, she was a therapist because these yes. high money, like high pressure, high money makers, like they I mean, they fart, start falling on themselves. They come in the room, download on her, they get it straight, come back. Yeah. So there's a, a couple of people um, at, at the company now that that have kind of instituted that. It's freelance, but they've done it, and people have just been saying, you, you would think the people are like, I don't know about that. Everybody dove on it. Like, it's yes. locked up. It's sold out. Like, you <laughs> right. can't get in. Sorry. You can't get in. Like, what? Yeah, it's over with. So you Come see me 2026. I, I'm, <laughs> it, it surprised me that it, it surprised me that that people would – just that the language, like we were talking about before, that people are just super aware now, like, yo, this is important. Like, how I'm dealing with this mentally is far more important. Like, I'm going to get my skills up. Like, I'm here. I, I've been doing this for 10 years, whatever. I know what I'm doing. But how I deal with it mentally and how I, like, either have it downloaded on me or get rid of it is super important. And that would definitely help my career out. So. Hell yeah, because even how you manage stress will come out in how you interview. Yes. Hmm. You know, like, some people are really bad at interviewing. Are they nervous in there? Yeah, they're nervous. They're talking a lot. They're not concise and and how they're delivering a story throughout the interview. Like there's 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 tactics mm-hmm. um, and strategy that is necessary for an interview. You need to you need to lay that out before you walk into an interview. Like, okay, this is what I want to have a conversation about. Here's where I want to discuss challenges and how I overcame those challenges. And here's what I'm looking for in my next role. Like have it like laid out. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that will help build confidence. Yes. And that will ease a lot of your stress going into the next interview. Like sometimes you need that, that shitty interview for the good interview. <laughs> oh, you got to get shots up. You, you got to, you got to get your shots up. That's why I always tell people like, yo, just apply to a job. Yeah. Ain't no one is. forcing you to say, I want to accept this job. Right. People sit just sit yeah, down. Just be like, you know, what, what are they asking? Like, yeah, how's the market change? How, how am I even? How are my skills viewed? Yo, you just don't know. Like, if you're constantly having conversations, whether it's through a networking opportunity or through an actual interview, just because you didn't get the job today doesn't mean you won't get the job tomorrow. You could have left a stand, left a standing impression on that person interviewing you that they may leave the company, go somewhere else, and be like. I got to get Chris. I remember that interview. Or they may say no to you in that interview because they trying to get the fuck up out of there. And they like, man, this person's great. I don't want them to go through what I'm going through. When I land. But when I get somewhere that's le- legit, they coming with me. They coming with me. Like, so, I, and I tell people that too. It's not always about you. Sometimes people are actually saving you from something. Like, they, may, they might be saving you from the bullshit. Um, so, like... We always tend to say, oh, it's me. I did something wrong or 
you know, like uh, my skills aren't up to par. No, it's not always about you in every situation. We have, we do have to kind of like stop that. And you know, how, how can I say this? I love everything that you just said. And I think that we should add to it, the additive part to it. You should do some self-reflection and think about who you want to be. <laughs> like, who do yeah. you want to be? However you define want to be, right? Like, as a, all, all the different aspects of your life, as a professional, as a father, as a husband, as a partner, or whatever, right? And, and it'll help guide you when you're doing your interviews, when you're interacting at work, because you can be like, yo, this isn't me. This isn't the person that I want to be, right? And the actions that are taking place around me all the time is bringing out a person that I don't want to be. Yeah. There's so many cues and red flags that we kind of see in different situations that we overlook just because we've kind of like, oh, it's not that deep. Yeah. You, I, you, or, or I can handle it. Yeah. yeah all right. It's not. It's not. as Maybe yeah. that was just today, you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look like, I don't know. <laughs> I got the scroll wheel going like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, there are trends, man, in a lot of these situations that they were there from day one. Yeah. When you got that text message text message at 8 o'clock. Like the what? Red flag. When you get that text message at 8 a.m., red flag. Interesting. You know, like, there's so many red flags, man. These they, The... The corporate culture is to shit right now. It's a beast. We say it, we talk about it like it's a, it's a small thing, but it's just, it's just the people that you deal with every day. It, it is corporate America, but it's like you said, your manager, that manager that, that actually presents the glass ceiling or whatever that you want. Like I can't get past this person, son. Like this shit is nuts. Yo, <laughs> your manager could be an asshole at work, but like a really cool dude at home. No, yeah, no. it's too late. They done fucked it up. It's it or they could be like an asshole at home and bring all of that asshole to work. You know, you gotta get up under that. Yo, I might be smacking you up at the crib and all that. Now you come work. Now you a tough guy. Yeah, now you a tough guy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I I like to keep those relationships separate. And, and, and you know it's so interesting that it's compartmentalizing things can be good and it cannot be good, right? Like one of the things that I'm talking about right now in my sessions is just that very thing, right? Like where do I end and this other thing begins, right? Like there are some things that I don't mind the bleed and other things that I want there to be a definitive stop. Right. And I've had to ask how much of this is learned behavior. Like this isn't even actually how I would naturally function. I've just learned that this is the way that I'm so quote unquote supposed to be or to be doing. Like you were talking about the text messages. I, I know for a fact that I've text messaged my employees at like eight at night, just asking a question. Like, hey, does anybody know so and so and so? Took you know how long it took me to understand to that. that me doing that. <laughs> Is bad. Yeah, yeah you're toxic. Yeah, it, it, it's actually bad. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Mister Harvey, on Chris is being toxic. And even though I, I'm not thinking, I'm just like, yo, like how I've just asked you a question in the office. I gotta stop doing that, right? But that's me acknowledging that. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's not the person I want to be. That I, 
they're thinking that I'm trying to be toxic to them. Where I'm, I'm just, I thought I was just asking a question. It's like, you can ask that question later, right? Write it down. <laughs> ask it during work time. Tomorrow yeah. morning. Yeah. Let them oh. do their time with their family or however they're not at work. Yeah. Let them I mean, do I that. have friends as clients and I still, I'm, I'm still respectful of their time. Yeah. Especially if I'm addressing something work related. I just, I don't want no one hitting me at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. I don't care if it's specific time or not, you know, like, and we're on the East coast. I know what time it is where you at and you know where time it is where I'm at. So let's, let's, let's make sure we hit each other at 12 PM, <laughs> 12 PM or 3 PM. And all these things bleed into our mental health. Right. Because like you were saying, I sent that, that text message at my, my email. Like y'all know I get up early. So it may be at like five 30 in the morning or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, somebody wakes up and it's like, yeah. There you go. Got to right? separate church and state, bro. Bro, it's so <laughs> important, bro. It's yeah, so important. It is. I'm, I literally could talk for hours on corporate culture and toxicity in the in the workplace. It's a third, if not more, depending on what you do, where you do it. So it's definitely going to be that. And then you got to sleep. So a lot of time it's just been. To me, Stress that I that I that I catch at the, at the job, but at, at no point in time do I ever want to bring that not to the girls. Like I don't want to dump it on them. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I never want to do that. So then I find that, and this is to my error or whatever. But I find that a lot of times I wake up. Yeah, we might have just had a little spat, and I could see that that was. I'm not. It was not necessarily like it was a, a legit subject matter, but I could tell. Like outside, if I didn't bring home, your energy was up a little yeah, higher than it, need- it didn't need to be. I probably need to be a little softer. Everything would have went all right. So it, it won't be till after the fact. I'm like, damn, because I know I'm not. I'm definitely not gonna give it to them, to the little ones. Right. I'm not giving it to them. It's just right. not gonna happen. I've already programmed myself before they was even born. I'm not doing it. Right. It's over with. So and then I, but then I don't think about it with her, with, with wifey. Like then it'll happen. Like that shit really just went down. Like and that, that right there is what. I've gotten better at that's those marbles were all over the fucking place. I had shit under the couch. I'm chasing <laughs> the one that's about to go down the drain because same thing, bro. Like, cause my wife and I work together. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Like, so one day Say my less. wife, <laughs> my wife said to me, I hate this. It's like, where does it end? And where does it begin? The I don't, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I had to take that in therapy and was like, can you believe she said da, 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 da. you know what I'm saying? I'm getting off. Right? And then, you know, download, Yo, download. No, I won't go to lunch with you today. Right. Download, <laughs> download, download, right? And got to the point where I had, because I was like, yo, like, I needed to always feel supported or whatever. I needed to understand that I can respect that there need to be boundaries. I want there to be boundaries as well. So let me work on communicating, hey, you know what? Let's only talk about work during these times. If there's something we need to, let's schedule a meeting like we would for anything else. Keep the meeting time the way it's supposed to be. Have our agenda. About work? About work. Yeah. And that's it. So that way. That's heavy, bro. It's, yeah, it, and it's hard because we no see each other. There's, there's no way there's no beliefs. Huh? There's no way. There could, it, it's not possible. Y'all live together. Exactly. You know, and, and I tell her, I got to go to the gym. I got to work out. I got to do something from the time work is over. Till I Separate. come home, All so right. I can create the separation. 
because I have a hard time. Or, 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 or I got to just go take a shower and just be in that journal, listening to Marvin Gaye, something just like trying to mellow out. Like, you know what I mean? Like to, so that I can put up a room shift. Yo, that's <laughs> wild, bro. You know I, mean? I love it, but that's wild. Bro, it's, it's tough. It's tough. So that way, so I'm doing all this work. I don't want to ask her if she doing the work because her doing the work ain't got nothing to do with me. Like that's the part that's hard sometimes for me, right? Because right. I don't want to be a competition, right? No, you know what I'm saying? No, not competition, but if y'all are at the job, you wouldn't just be like, I ain't going to say nothing to her. She got it. You would like not, about the house? No, at the job. Oh, at, at the, the job. job. Yeah, yeah, no, we at have the job. To have a, at, we yeah. have to have a meeting to yeah. collab yes. what we're doing. Exactly. So why can't you have, why can't there be the same, like something similar? Like, I, this is what I'm doing. I'm not saying you got to do it. I just want to know what you're doing. Yes. Like, what are you doing to no, try No, no, I, I, I have those conversations, but they have to be away from work. And this is something I'm actively still working on, right? Like, so... My thing is, you know, y'all know I take the kids to the activities or whatever. You know, I'll make sure I got my little gym clothes when I'm Lotus is doing her swimming, squash and all that, field hockey. I'm I'm running. You know, I mean? I'll change and yeah. I'll do a run or whatever. Thinking, downloading, processing, got my phone out, making notes. And then when I get home, I'm able to greet everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, ask everybody how that day was. Talk to her about her day because I still want to hear about her day, even though I know how her day went. I still <laughs> want to hear it, though. Right? Like, I'm trying to model things and then... I'll say, listen, when you get an opportunity, I want to, I really want us to carve out some time so we can talk about some things that have been on my mind about us personally, not work. So let me know when you have the bandwidth to do that. Do we need to get it on the calendar? Do you have time now? I don't want to take a lot of time, but I do need to, to chat with you about some things. I got a different household, bro. It don't always work, but I'm saying, I'm no, trying. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying the fact that y'all, I mean, like that y'all own a business, but you run it together yeah right versus and then obviously the business of running a family is yes if not as hard it's harder to do that so right y'all enter in one tough game just to, <laughs> to mm -hmm. hop back in another and then y'all gotta be good as a couple of yeah them. so that's a little raw bro it's tough bro it's tough and and i've taken it to be that for me all right this is how this is how i want to be with my wife so I'm going to do whatever I got to do to be this person for my wife, right? And if she's doing something that I feel is counterproductive to the way that I want to be, I'll say, I'll let her get it off. And I'll be like, okay, I want to talk to you about that. It's now the time to talk about that. Because I feel like what, what we're talking about right now or what you're downloading with me with right now is making me angry and I don't want to be angry. I want to hear you. I want to be able to do it, but I can't. So we need to do something. I think that I need to step away for a bit and then let's come back together. And maybe you can take some notes. You want to send some things to me and I'll read it. And then I'll come to you when I'm able to, to do it. Step away game, bro. Yo, and do you know what's crazy about all of this is your daughters uh, have a first row seat to it. And going back to like generational curses, like breaking those things, how your wife and you manage these challenges in your relationship, your daughters are seeing it and they will take gems of that good and bad and apply it to their own relationships in the future. Yes. Which is real tricky. It's super, bro. I was telling my 21 year old lad just last night. I was like, yeah, we, there's some lessons that I, I think I failed you in learning. 
And then she was like running down to me. Well, no, you did this. I was like, oh, I didn't even know. You got that? <laughs> oh, all right, I feel better then. But what's crazy is because you have five, unfortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at it, your oldest one has been slighted the most. Yeah, because I'm a better parent now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just a learning curve. No, but I, I think yeah, with, it's with crazy. With right? your situation, <laughs> with your situation, it's a little different because the gap between the, the timing is, is, is different. Mm -hmm. And my brother's in the same box. Like he has four, two, one is a senior, the other one's a junior, right. the other two go to school with what our kids. Right, right, kids. Like, right. damn, that's a crazy right. gap. Right. But the lessons learned here are transferred. So I, I know, even though she might be slighted, but it's still right. it actually. Benefits your younger ones a, a, a lot more. So. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the young, because of that, it actually wraps back around to her for things that she needs now, right? Like, so yeah, maybe when she was in her teenage years or whatever, I didn't have the same patience for her that I have for these yeah. because I was learning from her right. about, but now that I have the patience, now that she's a young adult, we can talk about things in a different way. Like I have different skills and tools that I can help her with. Right, like we were talking about, like work, toxic, toxic environments, yeah. toxic mm -hmm. relationships, healthy, I, and you know, I try to talk to her a lot about what does a healthy relationship look like, friendship or otherwise. Like you can have boundaries in your friendships too. Hell yeah, better. Yes, but have boundaries in everything. Yes, like yo, we can't. I can't do this with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I can't do. This. <laughs> and it, and it's okay, and it's and it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I know you said you, you know, I mean, you run like we all cycle, so that's that's obvious. But I mean, I know you say you take it to the gym sometimes. What are you doing, like to get to, to alleviate or try to try to deal with stress, trauma, whatever, Bro, any mental health issues? That my shit got to be high heart rate. I mean, <laughs> like where you can't think, right? Because sometimes on a bike you can think, mm. but like depending upon the day, I, I, yo, I need to get it off. I need to get, I need to get the sweat going. I need to, I can't breathe. Okay, and you know what I mean? Like back at it, back mm -hmm. at it, like just to be like, I've gotten it all out, like just the pent up energy, I've gotten out. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a form of escapism, so you don't have to like shut your brain off. Yeah, like, my brain is completely shut off. Crazy hard, you right. turn your brain off. Right. Yeah, I sit in silence. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm a, or I may sit in silence, or I may drive in silence. Um, it's it's a it's not just one thing for me. It's a couple of things it's silence it's cycling it's grocery shopping grocery it's shopping. cleaning it's 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 layers it's designing creating something it just depends on what's the blocker and it may be watching a rom-com like Word. like my wife yeah she laughed at me because i like hitch <laughs> with will smith yes bro. yeah i love Hitch. Bro. yeah hitch is my movie i love so many wild cards. my wife is like rolling her eyes but sometimes it'll just take me away from a a space that i'm in and i move on i'm working on that the, the silent part because as I age, I can't be like 80 years old. Like, ah, I'm about to, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so will, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I'm working on it. And one of the things, you know, I try to do for my wife is to be present. And, I'm working on that too, yeah. And I try, I'm really working hard right now in this moment of being able to articulate I'm not present. And she's like, all right, what would it take for you to get present? And me to be able to say, I actually don't know. Because sometimes in yeah. the moment, I just don't know. 
I'm working on that too. Just, you know, having multiple businesses, it's kind of hard to be present for your family because you have so much going on. And that's why I kind of like to get away and do like dinner and go places with them because then I'm like forced to not think about the things that make me not present. But if we're in the house, it's hard for me to be present. That's why I like to be outside a lot. Cause that's the only time I feel like I know for a fact I can be present when I'm not in the house because if now I'm thinking about painting this wall and fixing this and folding clothes or working on the laptop. I'm present when we're at dinners, we're hanging out. I can, I know I can give you a hundred percent of my time cause I can leave things. Word. Word. Ours is watching a movie. You know, I got a lot of people in my house. Y'all know I got like all these damn kids. <laughs> yeah, I might fall asleep watching that movie. That's Bro, why I don't, I don't want to be in the house. No, but but it's okay because I'll tell my kids, this is not your time. This is me and mommy's time. So whatever you got about to say, nobody's listening. Go, 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 go somewhere. <laughs> like for real. Like I'm like, y'all need to understand like when we have, you'll have your time, but we got to have our time. Mm-hmm. And we'll just, we'll watch a movie. Mo- most times, as you're falling asleep more than me these days. That used to be the thing, right? Like, because you're always falling asleep. I fall asleep. Yo, but I'm like, it's all good because I don't mind her falling asleep because she feels comfortable enough to be like, I can just rest. Mm-hmm. And and some and that in and of itself gives me comfort and joy. Explain too. that to my wife, please. You know, like. <laughs> I'm at peace if I can fall asleep. Yes. She says, wait, wait, you falling asleep. Wake up. You it's need- not that you're boring. <laughs> I'm finally at peace. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. But yeah, no, this is dope, man. Yeah, man. Do we? I mean, like, we talked a lot about mental health. Mental health today. Do we have a moment for like Coach Chris? Oh yeah, we do. Always, always. We talked about mental health, but let's talk about physical health, right? When we're on our bikes. You know, I'm the chamois king. I have like way more bibs. Pause for Chad. Way more bibs than, than I want to have Chad's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, Chad, the Chad, pause. Chad never knows what I'm talking about half the time anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Y'all are just seeing it real time. Um, but I have tried so many manufacturer bibs to figure out, like, what's been the, the best thing for me. And as you guys go on your cycling journeys, you have to try to figure out which manufacturer makes the right bib because there are bibs for, like, doing long rides. There are bibs for, like, racing. Yep. Women's bibs are a completely different thing on how they have to connect and be able to get out of it. But the one thing that changed for me was when I started using chamois cream. So if y'all haven't tried this, um, we are proud to announce that we have partnered with chamois butter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just so happens to be the brand that we actually use. So we, we were already to, using we it. We were already using it. So when, you know, when we were contacted by them, we were like, oh yeah, this is a no brainer. But I'll tell you, the first time I used it was I was having some pain and I was in Atlanta for Mac One Love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to do these rides. It's four days of rides. <laughs> and the first ride was spicy. And I'm like, ooh, I can't be in pain. So I think I called you and you were like, man, just try the Chevy butter or something like that. So <laughs> I, I tried it. I put it on like diaper cream. I, I, evidently, there are different ways to use it. But I use it like diaper cream and it changed everything. So every ride that I do, I do with it. And... Then maybe there are other manufacturers or what have you. But, but we fucking with chamois butter. We fucking with chamois butter because they it just worked for us. Right. It worked for us, you know? And 
you know, we're going to have for all of you guys that listen and watch, we have a, a code for you or a link for you to click on so that you can buy some chamois butter, you know, with black Watts. Um, because it matters, right? Like riding your bike, your saddle is one of the main touch points on your bike between your hands, your feet and your saddle. Number one. That's it. So saddle comfort is like paramount, right? So find you a great bib. Try the chamois butter. I heard that there's different ways that people do it. I put it on myself like diaper cream. You now have a kid. You don't know what that means. There's a video out there to show you how to do it. Try Go to chamoisbutter.com. I'm pretty sure there are resources there to show you how to do it. But other people put it on the chamois itself. Listen, whatever floats your boat. Just get it done. Just... Yeah, get it done. Put it on, like diaper cream, and, and, d- and use it. Use it as a preventative measure, not yes. after you've had some chafing down there. You know, like put it on, like before you start to get saddle sores. Yes, you definitely don't want saddle. Yeah, sores. don't Those don't do worst. it after you've gotten saddle sores. I mean, you can. It's still beneficial, but to prevent it, then Plus you don't have, you don't ever have to worry about getting saddle sores. The result is this: you, if, if that happens, if you get to that point just gonna stop riding yeah and that's like that's it that's whack like you're just gonna get off the bike for some time whatever so to prevent yeah. that it's like, yeah yeah because before i started riding. using chamois butter that third day of riding in a row it was like all right i'm just gonna make this a 20 mile ride yeah. or this is gonna be a low endurance ride because i don't want to be sitting on this saddle yeah. on the third day but the chamois butter really does help it just makes riding that much more enjoyable it's like diaper cream. I'm telling you, if you don't have kids, if you don't have kids, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you have kids, kids wearing a diaper eventually get chafing, right? The diaper cream really helps prevent that chafing. It does yeah. something with the skin and the material to help prevent that chafing. And chamois butter does the same thing. And the beauty about chamois butter is it you can apply it in other places besides the chamois area. Yeah. You're getting some rubbing on the back of your your Achilles. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get it here, like on that might, yeah, yeah, here. But if you're getting in the back of your Achilles, that's another issue that you can discuss with your bike fitter. Yeah, absolutely. But here on the the bib strap, there's multiple places where Nipples if there's if your, there's rubbing, your, yeah, in areas you can apply it there, and it'll definitely be a game changer. It can, it can be. So for today, chamois cream. We recommend chamois butter because we use it. We've been using it. We swear by it. And they reached out to us and they thought, we love what you guys are doing. If you use chamois butter, it might prevent that shitty ass chamois. (laughs) Word. It it may make that shitty chamois feel like a great chamois. (laughs) (laughs) So just go with chamois butter. Shout out to Kara. Shout out to Kara. Awesome, y'all. Well, I think this concludes uh, this episode. It does. Thanks for watching. Like, comment, subscribe. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers. We got this hammerhead here. Let's get that off. Listen, I'm going to use that shit on one of my bikes if (laughs) we don't get to a thousand. So, y'all better hurry up. (laughs) You notice he said one of. That is the operative phrase. And we out. Peace. Peace.